if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few good reasons. First of all, it's free, so you really have nothing to lose. They have so many tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you can just be lying in your bed and record your podcast and they will also distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and many, many more platforms. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. A lot of people have asked me, how can I, how can I reach self-love quickly? Like, I just want to do it now. It's not just something that happens. No lasting change happens in a day. It takes little steps, little daily improvements in yourself, in your life, in the choices that you make. And I'm still, there's still so much that I've got to work on. Hi, and welcome back to Intangible Conversations. I'm your host, Karima Elba, and for this week's episode, I talked to Caitlin Rowe. She's a model and a personal growth coach from South Africa, and we discussed something that I really can talk about for days and days on end. <laughs> we talk about self-love, discovery, personal growth, and what it means to really love yourself and put yourself in the first place. Caitlin also shares a lot of personal things. She shares with us how a past breakup has led to her whole bumpy road to self-love and how that it's not easy to put yourself first and to really be with yourself alone and in peace without the judgment of other people or without feeling lonely or without needing anyone else. So I really, really enjoyed talking to her and she also said something that really stuck with me and she said, know your worth because the world will not raise your price. So if you want to learn more about Caitlin and her courses, you can just go ahead to her Instagram page to learn more about a lot of new exciting things coming up. So without any further ado, this is my conversation with Caitlin. So before we start, I would like to know where you are right now and how you're doing during this pandemic. Sure. So I'm in Cape Town, South Africa, or actually just outside Cape Town. Um, and wow, I've been going through the emotions with this lockdown. Yeah, it's really such a tough time. And also, like, who could have known? 
Um, yeah, I was actually in Bali the beginning of the year. I was doing my yoga teacher training. Oh my god, so that's I was so lovely! Literally in paradise when this whole thing happened, um, and then I came back and I was I was in a bit of a denial phase, you know, like I made it about me. I think you tend to in the beginning. It's like, why is this happening to me? Like, yeah. oh, I just want to be traveling, um, and then you look around you and you just see everyone. Yeah, struggling. that's true. So, but I'm so happy that you're doing well. I'm so happy that you're here to talk to me. I have so many questions yes. for you. Yeah, of course. Go First ahead. of all, I think you're such an amazing person because I watched your, your TED Talk, which, by the way, has over like 1.1 million views and it's growing. And you've said so many things that were like spot on and that really resonated with me because I think we're somewhat the same age. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how old you are. 23 you're 23 okay no i'm five years older but <laughs> okay <laughs> almost almost <laughs> oh it's the same age but you you were talking about things like personal growth and self-love and like all of these things that we kind of hear people don't take that seriously P people think that self-love sometimes is a vain thing which is the complete opposite and i'm so happy that you talked so openly about your own journey which we will get into in a second and they were just honest about how you actually found self-love it's not that you know someone taught you to love yourself or that it was you know so uh, maybe before we start um, talking about that I would like to know for the people who don't know you just for you to give a bit of a background story about um, maybe your childhood where you were born and just just kind of talk a bit more about that So yeah, I grew up in Cape Town. Um, I moved to like three different areas in South Africa. Um, you obviously won't know them, but it's like Paul and I'm now in Somerset West. So I wasn't in the city all the time. I've lived in more of the more quiet areas. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I went to three different high schools. So um, that was, I would say, I'm, a, I'm very much a people's person. But, you know, I think that's where I got my people-pleasing aspect from, you know, trying going to three different high schools and having to make friends the whole time. And it's three different high schools, you know, the one was the English school, the other one was the Afrikaans school, which is another language, and the other one is mixed. So it's, it's just different kinds of people and trying to make friends all around. So, yeah, I went to three different high schools and I had, I had a good childhood. I mean, everyone's got, got things in their childhood that they're not not too happy about like I'm, I'm pretty yeah. open about it um I didn't really have a good relationship with my dad and he actually passed away end of 2018 so that was two um, years ago so that was quite sorry to hear that and you know like while while I'm on this self-love um journey I would get to such a great point in my life and then you know something will happen with him and like I'm, I'm back to square one and then you know I'll get to a good point with myself again and then he passes away and then I'm back to square one. So it's been up and down, you know, the, the journey, it's not constant. It's not just up, up, up the whole time. It's, it's not what it's about. But other than that, like I have such an amazing family, such an amazing support. And I really can't say that the person that I am today is just because of me, because it's not, it's, you know, your family and your friends um, that have helped you become who you are. So Yeah, it's a little bit, a little bit about me. Yeah. My no, but you were saying that it, it's not always up, 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 but that's life. Like nothing that's life. in yeah. no one's life, how 
doesn't matter how pretty you are or rich you are or whatever famous you are, no one has a life that goes like that. You know, we all have yeah. <laughs> a very much yeah. the ups and downs. And it may, look, it may look like that, though. Like, if you look at social media, everyone's lives look yeah. like, you know, it's oh, up there all the time. But it's, it's, um, it's basically you show people what you want them to see. Yeah, that's true. And it's like the highlight of everyone's life. Like people take so many hours to kind of take the perfect picture or whatever. Like everything is so, I'm not going to say fake, but it's like we only see the highlight. But, and a lot of things are, are also fake, obviously. There's so much Photoshop that goes into a lot of what we see. But what do you think about social media and how do you use uh, social media? So social media has actually been... Um quite negative but also quite positive for me it, it depends on how you use it during this lockdown specifically um it's hard not to well, i'm talking about me specifically um it's hard not to compare especially when you're sitting at home doing nothing and you see what other people are doing like especially in south africa because we have such bad lockdown if you look at people in europe you know they can go out and i mean it's summer there and it's like it's winter here so you you just start, start comparing what you're doing with other people or what, what you're doing in your life with other people's lives and like right now i'm actually on a social media detox so i've just decided that i'm not going to be on um or instagram specifically facebook is not such a big trigger for me but instagram is quite a big trigger for me and i think well, i know that part of self-love is knowing when to or just protecting yourself from things from certain you know from the news or from looking at things on instagram it's protecting yourself and not filling your mind with those kind of things so you know, just having a healthy relationship with Instagram. But I, I regular, I can't say the word right, regularly. Yeah. I always get that <laughs> word wrong. I, on a regular basis, I take social media detoxes, uh, which is what I'm doing now. And I think that's very, very healthy. Yeah, very healthy. no, I, I also do that. And I also kind of resonate with what you said, that Instagram can be such a trigger you can use it in such a beautiful way to connect with people and to meet new people and to showcase your your life or your work or whatever it is. But I think that if you put way too much energy and time into comparing yourself, I think that's when it goes yeah. wrong. The people who actually grow up with social media, so I'm talking about like the teenagers and people who are like 10 years younger than us, they they don't know anything else. So I think that for them, like for the Gen Z, for them, it's, I think, way harder because they are going yeah. to school, being 13, 14, being super young. But it's a good thing to take a detox of anything, not only social media, but also like people that can also be a trigger or, you know, whatever it is. So I think that it's, it's a healthy thing to do if you can balance it um, and just only use social media, you know, for like in a positive way but I would like to go back a bit because I don't know how old you were when you kind of when you found self-love and that you kind of that you had that epiphany because you were talking about a breakup that kind of led you mm. to that yeah so if you can get more into that if you want to and explain your journey to us Sure. So um, I've said before that a lot of people, you know, have a story about how they got to self-love. Yeah. And a lot of the time it begins with a breakup. And right now it might not seem like that's such a big thing, but I was 20 back then and that 
that was my first relationship after two years. And you know, you think sometimes you're going to marry this person, what, 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 and you're so young. Um, no, I was actually 19. Um, then when it ends, like your whole world comes crashing down because you've only ever known this person. And because it was such a, um, I was so young and still in such a, I mean, I'm still in such a de- developmental phase, but then you're like, you're super young, you know, you're fresh out of high school, still learning about life. So when someone decides to leave you at that age, you, like for me, I, I didn't know who I was because for two years, um, I was this person's girlfriend. And for two years I was defined by this guy. And oh, I was actually so hysterical when I just can just remember when, when he left uh, because now I was just alone. I didn't really know how to be by myself. And that's such a scary place. Like a lot of people, you know, they, they don't like spending time alone because they just don't know how to be by themselves and enjoy their that's own true. company. And that's a whole nother topic, spending time alone, because it's such an amazing part of growth. We'll get to that a bit later. But um, yeah, so um, I discovered that I was defined by this person. I discovered that, as I said in my talk, I was defined by my weight because I, um, I mean, a lot of girls go through eating eating problems at school, and, and so did I. And I was defined by this whole people-pleasing aspect, just trying to be friends with everyone, just trying to be nice to everyone. Um, and to be honest with you, I didn't even know what I was doing. Um, I didn't know that I was reaching self-love. I didn't know that that was the end goal. I just decided that I was going to um, find out who I am. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. my motto, like before doing the TED Talk was, I'm not going to be defined by these three things. That was, I was like, this is enough now because I keep on searching for external things to make me happy. My weight, other people in a relationship. And that's a lot of people's perceptions is externally looking for validation and externally looking for happiness. And you're going to keep on searching for the rest of your life because you'll never find it outside of yourself. But you only realize that when you, when you're on the journey. Um, so I didn't know what I was doing. I, I just started journaling. Like no one told me what to do. I just started writing down my feelings. I started, um, making better friends. I started watching TED Talks. I just went on Google. I typed in self-love videos. And yeah, I honestly didn't know what I was doing until I reached a point where I was like, wow, I am starting to get to know myself and building a relationship with myself. And that's when it clicked to me, like, this is what loving yourself looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to go back to that whole, um, people think it's vanity instead of sanity, as you said in your email. Um, I actually, on YouTube, because I read the comments sometimes on, on, on my talk, and I've, there's a few people that have said, um, you know, loving yourself is so selfish, like, I don't agree with this, like, um, it's so vain, um, and I just think to myself, like, people think that way because they don't understand what self-love is, like, if you think of it, self-love, okay, that might sound like, oh, I'm looking at myself in the mirror, I'm thinking I'm so beautiful, I'm so much better than everyone else. But self-love, once you begin on the journey, you realize that it's an inwards journey. It's got nothing to do with external looks. Because if it is what if it was external looks, then I'm sure all the beautiful girls would be loving themselves. But that's not the case. No. It's got nothing to do with the outside. Part of the journey is accepting what you look on the what you look like on the outside, no matter what they might be. But it's an inwards journey, and I actually wrote a few times down. It's about focusing on who you are and who you want to become 
making the best decisions for yourself, as you said, deciding to detox from social media or, or from toxic people in your life, getting out your comfort zone, um, reflect, reflecting on your life, spending time alone. That is what the journey is about. It's got mm-hmm. nothing to do with external beauty. Um, so, yeah. No, I, I completely agree with everything you just said. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's all true. And also that you were saying, um, which is like the ultimate proof, I feel like, is if self-love was something vain, then indeed every single beautiful person would be confident and you know happy. And that's not the case. So I think that's such a good way to kind of explain to people who think it's vanity that um, it has nothing to do. And also, I feel like because you you discovered self-love and you started accepting yourself more and your own company and all of that, because you were not with a person, and I think a lot of people think that once they find that relationship or, or that partner, whoever it is, that they will be happy. But the whole thing, I believe, of having a relationship is that you can be happy alone and then the other person who comes into your life mm-hmm. makes you even more happy it's not that you kind yeah. of that you use that person to fill in any sort to of hole yeah. yeah indeed so i think but a lot of people get into relationships because they feel lonely or not happy and then like it never ends well you know and they and they realize that no one can make you happy and that's just the thing and also like happiness is is such a big word and it's not that it's like no one can be happy every single day and i think that's also something that we have to realize is that because we keep chasing happiness and it's not a constant thing it's not something that we feel every single day because feelings like disappointment and pain and uh, heartbreak are also feelings. So um, I also want to talk a bit because you were talking about that you were um, harming yourself, your body, mm. to kind of have this body that you can't really attain. Can you talk a bit more about, if you want to, of course, about like your journey of, um, because have you struggled with um, anorexia or was it just you harming yourself by not taking care of yourself? Um, it was bulimia, um, and that went on for yeah, about three years. And I'm I'm still trying to understand, you know, what it was because mm-hmm. it's not necessary that you want to get thin. It could be, you know, in my past, my childhood, yeah. that um, I can't control that. So this is something I can control my weight. You know, it's much deeper than I uh, just want to look thin. That's that's true. Um, and how old were you when that started? Sixteen. I was sixteen. Okay. Yeah. And um, I actually, I started modeling at that age as well. So mm. that, that, you know, it could be that as well. Because um, you, you're going to castings with all these girls that are much older than you and also a lot skinnier and, you know, more mature in the face. And you're yeah. just like this little 16-year-old. <laughs> don't really know what you're doing. Um, but that, I mean, that definitely made me stronger for, for the industry today. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is. Like... A lot of girls that I that I speak to, and a lot of a lot of girls that reach out to me on, on social media that have watched my talk, have opened up to me about their struggles with 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 weight, and I definitely think it's it's, it's it is a societal problem because mm-hmm. everything that you see. I mean, I study branding, so I would know that you know what's advertised out there is is not real. 
like yeah. skinny thin girls and like that's not that's not possible for everyone um everyone's body is different and, exactly yeah you know i think there was a lot of there was a lot of external factors that led me to to do what i did um and yeah there were a lot of people or a few girls at my school as well that were were doing it as well and we kind of i wouldn't say formed a pact but we you know we spoke about it often and it kind of made it easier because there were other people that were going through it as well not that it made it healthy because these people are you know yeah. doing it as well um but i got to a point where i knew that this wasn't right every time i did it i would change my personality would change completely i would be a very grumpy rude person and that's not who i am and mm-hmm. i knew this this wasn't this wasn't right for me um yeah and i eventually got to a point where i actually i started telling people about it like my mom and well not, not people like my mom and this this girl I was living with at the time because um i was in i was in first year and by telling people it didn't make me stop but just knowing that they knew so every time i would go to the bathroom they would kind of come check up on me and that slowly helped me to stop because i knew that people knew now it wasn't the secret anymore oh wow so you were actually um, like ready to i was to tell. I just didn't know how. that's yeah. crazy but that's an amazing thing because not many people who suffer from an eating disorder you know tell people because mostly you you just want to keep that a secret because you know yeah. be- because of shame or because you can maintain that control over your life so so actually at the age of um it was 17 that you said that you told your mom or um more like 18 yeah so I did it for like about two years and then, and then when I was yeah, a little bit older, I told her, and you know, it helps telling someone, mm-hmm. um, it really does because a lot of girls, they do want to stop. They do want help. It's like, it's become a habit and habits yeah. are really, really hard to change, especially bad ones. Um, and just having someone not check up on you all the time but asking how you're doing and mm-hmm. just knowing that someone's there, um, it helps. Um, but I also, I just didn't want to be that person anymore. So you have to want to change in order to change. You have to know that it's a problem. Like the first step to anything, I believe, is awareness mm-hmm. to any step of change. You have to become aware of what, what it is that needs to change because you can't change it if you don't know what you're changing. That's true. Self-awareness is very And also having support is super um, important as well. And were you uh, with your ex-boyfriend when you were uh, suffering from an eating disorder or... Did that come later? Yeah. yeah. He actually said that he was, if I didn't stop, he would, he would leave me. So I think that also pushed me to, oh, I did, I did actually stop for a while. And then, you know, he, he broke up with me and I, I started again. Um, you know, it's triggers. Wow, so it, was, it was a trigger, obviously a very yeah. bad trigger for me. Um, and then that's when I started telling my mom and, and yeah. my roommates that I had a problem. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's a difficult thing because um, I think especially girls, uh, more so than boys, they they feel the pressure to please, feel the pressure to be perfect. Like there are so many triggers that women and young girls have to face. And I think it's so difficult to be young and to to have like the, the pleasing people disease, I call it, because it really is a disease. And I think if you live your life for other people and not for yourself, you will develop an eating disorder and you will, you know, do all these things because you think that others will accept you, you know, and that you kind of forget 
about accepting yourself. And I think that that's something that so many people suffer from. And um, and I mean, I also speak a bit of experience. Um, I don't think I had an eating disorder because I've never, I've never, you know, been to a doctor. Like it has never been labeled that way. But I, like I remember drinking just a diet coke for lunch and then being super hungry and then eating like a chocolate bar because i'm always craving chocolate and then eating nothing for an entire day and then i mean my health let me tell you was so bad and then that was like my epiphany of like i am like i'm harming myself you know, and it was absolutely to have that tight gap and whatever it was, you know, when like the Paris Hiltons of the time were like all over the media. And um, it was also like another time, I feel like for us when we were teenagers, even though I'm five years older, so you were way younger than I was at the time. But um, it was a time when like skinny was cool, you know, skinny was like, like you had, like you had to be skinny to be accepted or to be beautiful or to be anything. Um, but now I feel like it has changed, and a lot more curvy people and normal size people are advertised. And I'm so happy that it's changing now because, like the people after us, like those girls are the ones that they can look up to. When I was young and you were young, the people that were you know famous and advertised were just super skinny and also mostly white so i think for like black people and people who are not white it must be extra difficult for them to Mm -hmm. find a role model and um you know associate themselves with with someone um so yeah i think it's it's just it's a very painful thing to be to be young and to you know find yourself and all of that so it's 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 a journey for sure and um it never really goes away to be honest with you because i mean not that i think about doing it now but if i if i do eat a lot you know that thought crosses my mind but i will never ever go there but it's something that stays with you because it was just something that that scarred me even though it was only three years of my life it's just you know it's it's a relationship you you have with food and i had a very bad relationship so if i do eat a lot or i do you know, if I, if I look in the mirror and I'm not feeling so good today, or if I'm not exercising, that thought does cross my mind. I'm like, that, you know, that's, a, that's an easy way to get back to being skinny, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'll never do it, but it's still there. It never, yeah. never really leaves. Um, but it's just constantly telling yourself that you are stronger than that, that you, you know, there are other forms of being healthy, like exercise and just eating and just, yeah, way, way other forms than... What can you say to people who who are, you know, going through anything painful and they want to change and grow and become more confident? Is there anything that you can, like any tips or any first few steps that you can tell them? So I always say to people recently um, that the, um, the first thing is acknowledging, becoming aware of the fact that you want to make a change that you want to start mm-hmm. on the self-love journey. And, um, I mean, I've been on this journey for three years now, but whoever decides to start on the journey, you're in the process just because I'm three years ahead of you. Doesn't mean that I'm ahead of you. Yeah. If that makes sense. Doesn't yeah. mean that I have more self-love than you. If you decide today you want to start, you're on the same level as me. Like you're on this journey. And so the biggest thing is just knowing that you want to start. And then, so 
I wrote down here that um, so I like writing things down. I wrote down that it's a simple, it's a very simple choice to beginning on the self love journey and start a relationship with yourself. A simple choice. It's only a choice, but it's a million different little steps, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Like a lot of people have asked me, how can I, how can I reach self love quickly? Like I just want to do it now and. It's not just something that happens. No lasting change happens in a day. Mm-hmm. It takes little steps, little daily improvements in yourself, in your life, in the choices that you make. And I'm still, there's still so much that I've got to work on. Like I might seem like I've got this, all oh, this self-love and whatever, but there's still so many struggles that I have. Like everyone has struggles and there's so much that I can learn itself along the way. And it's, it's a lifelong journey. Yeah, and a lot of people don't understand that it's a lifelong journey. It's not like I've reached this peak. Um, sorry, I'm like I'm going off of the topic, but um, <laughs> when I when I gave my my TED talk, yeah. Um, so that was the first time that I, I discovered the self love. I after giving that talk, I actually felt for a month after that, I felt so empty inside. And I know it's such a weird feeling. I even in my journals, I have pages and pages of I'm not feeling good. Like, why can't I go back to before the TED talk? I was feeling so good. I was feeling so powerful. And I eventually came to the the conclusion that um, up until doing my TED talk, that was only the knowing part of it. That was only knowing about self-love. After, after my talk, I only started putting it into practice. So I thought that I had reached this point of self-love that, you know, I was never going to go down again. I literally thought that. I was like, I, you know, I've made it in life now. I love myself. Um, but I only started putting it into practice afterwards. And knowing it is probably 0.0999%. Mm-hmm. It's not knowing that you need to love yourself and what it entails is not self-love. But the practice after that is. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say that I was in this whole self-love game before my talk and mm-hmm. it was only afterwards now that I'm knowing actually what it is mm-hmm. that's why I'm able to you know speak to people about it and, and do this but, you know I would say to to young girls going back to what you said um that they need to start building a relationship with yourself mm-hmm. with themselves yeah and that basically there's a lot of different things that entail that go into building a relationship with yourself but maybe just start with doing one act of self-care every day, mm-hmm. whether that's 10 minutes of journaling, whether that's spending a little bit of time by yourself, putting your phone up for an hour and, and doing things by yourself, um, doing self-reflection, um, because eventually it becomes a habit mm-hmm. and eventually you want to do more of those things because you realize how amazing it is to spend time with yourself. And it is amazing. You just need to need to get into you just need to know how it feels yeah and you have to practice loving yourself because mm. I remember um, I think it was Ashley Graham who was like I was like the most insecure person because you know she is a curvy model mm. and now she's like super confident and people think that she has always been like that but she was so open and and, and she said every single day I would look at myself in the mirror and I, and I would say you look great, you are this, you are that. And in the beginning, it seems so crazy and weird and shallow and whatever. But then like the more you, because I also believe like what we say to ourselves is what we end up believing and becoming. 
If you say, I can't, or I, I am not, then you won't. And if you say, yes, I can, and you know, I am beautiful, or I am, or I can do this or that, or whatever it is, you start believing it. And I think that's also how we manifest things in life, is by starting to believe it before we we like run to the end goal because we are yeah because we also feel the the pressure to be productive all the time to do this to do that and i think if you just take a step back and you reflect and you think am i doing what i want to do am i who i want to be and just ask yourself all of these questions and that will really help you um to first of all calm your anxiety <laughs> if you are always rushing through life and also understand what self-love really is and it's really about accepting yourself and not feeling ugly in whatever you're wearing or you know whatever it is and and we are born with the body and face that we are born with like we can't change anything it's not a choice no it's it's not a choice but we but what we can change is the way we think and how we behave and how we react to stuff and i think that it's really it's a practice and it's like i'm the same like you i also like i have ups and downs, everything, like in one day I can feel super motivated and confident and then the other part of the day I would just, I just want to crawl in my bed (laughs) and be like, oh my god, you know, and just like, um, yeah, I hate on myself and criticize myself so much, so um, that's why it really helps hearing people like you, like you are a very beautiful person, you are a model, you have a beautiful Instagram page and like that is what we see, right? And if yeah. you are not honest about, look, no, I also suffer from, um, then we don't know and we just keep thinking that your life is perfect and yeah. uh, I'm the only one who feels this way. So that's why I just thank you for being honest because not many people are and that really helps. It helps when we hear and see people talk so openly about it, especially people who are, who are in the in the public eye, you know, who are Instagram famous or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, I think honesty is very important. Um, it is. It's one of the things that I really hate hearing is um, people like it's so easy for you to love yourself because you're beautiful. And like that really, really annoys me because as I said, it's got nothing to do with external beauty. But on the other hand, it's easy for me to say that because I might be beautiful, societally beautiful Mm -hmm. to some people, perceived as being beautiful to society. But um, as I've said, it's got nothing to do with how you look on the outside. Mm -hmm. Like my journey had everything to do with dealing with myself on the inside, with finding inner peace. Because yes, I can just say, oh, I'm beautiful, let me just be happy. But like, if that was the case, as I've said, I would be happy. But I wasn't. Yeah. Um, it's got nothing to do with that. And you know, it, it really annoys me when, when people um, perceive you to be vain and perceive you to be um, so easy to just put all the stuff out on social media because you look the way you look. And mm-hmm. you know, I try so hard to prove them wrong, but like, I don't need to prove anyone wrong. You know, I, I just need to be who I am. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's it's hard for me because I do still have that people please aside to me. And um, when it comes to in, in Instagram, it's, it's quite a conflict for me because I do model and I, I like putting pictures up there because, you know, it's my work. Yeah. But also um, I'm trying to get into the coaching coaching sphere of things. Um, I'm doing my, my um, life coaching accreditation in, in September. 
So I'm trying to make my Instagram about that. But then when I post modeling picture, like I lose, not that it's about followers, but just saying I lose so many followers, but I'm like, then I post coaching and then it's like, yeah, not for yeah. anyone else, but yeah. it's tough because yeah. I don't know. It's, 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 it shouldn't be tough because it's flipping Instagram, but I mean, it is, especially cause I'm trying to build a brand name for myself for my coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a constant conflict with this Instagram. <laughs> yeah, no, but I like you can't win. You will anger yeah. some people, but that shouldn't matter. Like you should be yeah. on the level that good comments and bad comments don't affect you. Because yeah. I think it's easy to want to read good comments. People who say you're beautiful, you're talented, or I love you, blah, blah, blah. Like we want to read that, but mm. you should really not want to want to read that or hear that like if that makes any sense like good or bad comments shouldn't affect how you feel shouldn't affect your mood and i think that when once you, you I, and that's so difficult it is yeah that is super difficult but there are people who who really um train themselves in a way to only read bad comments and they read it so much that they're just like okay, it doesn't affect me anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think like the, the, the fear of what people think of us and how we want to be perceived, I think that's what triggers us and that's what makes us insecure and unhappy and all of that. So um, yeah, it's just really, it's a very personal thing. It's different for everyone. Yeah. And some people just don't read comments at all. <laughs> yeah. You know, that could also be a... A solution but you were talking about um, your coaching can you talk a bit yes. more about that and what you do exactly yeah so um, during lockdown I actually discovered or you know I was so unproductive and I like to be very productive so I, I, I a few of people the people that I know they they've been creating courses and I just started looking into the life coaching aspect of things I've never been into life coaching didn't really know what it was mm-hmm. Um, and then I decided, you know, I get all these messages daily from people who are mm-hmm. watching my TED talk or um, have commented about something that I posted on Instagram. And I was like, why don't I just create a course and see if I like it, see if I like coaching people because I love replying to them and, and speaking to people. So I created like a two week free course. Um, it was all about laying down the foundations to building a relationship with yourself. and. I said to my mom, I, I would be so happy if four people joined the course. And there was over 100 people that actually signed up for this course, which was amazing for me. That's and amazing. And it just showed me that people, you know, are searching for these type of things, self-love, relationship with themselves. Um, and, yeah, I coached, I coached them. Um, it wasn't like through Zoom calls face-to-face because it was like I, I was just sussing out the waters. Um mm-hmm. But it was, I created like a Facebook group and I did like live videos and I created three worksheets. Um, so the whole course was um, based on where you are right now and where you want to be. Yeah. Uh, oh, the difference between where you are right now and where you want to be is growth. Um, and we kind of focused on where you are right now. What are you telling yourself right now? The negative thoughts you're having, the negative affirmations you're telling yourself. And then who do you want to be? What are the positives? What who, what kind of person do you want to be? What do you want to achieve? And then the growth, how are you going to get there? Um, and after doing that course, I was literally, I was literally filled with fire because I realized that I'm really passionate about it. And 
yeah, I um, that was uh, two months ago, and ever since then I've been in such a slump because I I really don't know how to go about this coaching. I've been doing a course online and it just wasn't filling me, and I eventually found this course that it's it's online work, but mm-hmm. I'm flying up to. Pretoria, which is about two hours away from, from, from Cape Town, in September to do practical training, which got me so excited because I'm, I, like, I can meet people and I can actually you know, interact and, and just focus on myself for that week. Yeah. Um, and then you do an assignment and everything. So, yeah, I'm going to get my coaching accreditation and start my own coaching business, which I'm very excited about. That's amazing. That's such a beautiful way to, to spend your time and energy and also just the knowledge that you've accumulated, you know, from when you were 20 to 23 and ongoing, obviously you're still, you know, growing up. So you have a lot more uh, learning to do. Can anyone just sign up for the course? Yeah, anyone, anyone who's interested in life coaching specifically. And I'm so excited because it's called Transformation Coaching Academy. And what they focus on is transforming the individual, which is me. Yeah giving me the tools to change my life, um, change my negative thoughts, um, change my habits so that I can go and help someone else. So it's not just teaching me to do it for someone else. It's first doing it on me mm-hmm. so I can do it on other people. So I'm actually really excited about this. Like I get really excited about things that are going to make me grow. Yeah. <laughs> like when I went to the, when I traveled to Bali, I went by myself and I did the yoga teacher training and like that's an experience that's going to make you grow. Um, and I guess that's what you feel when you when you're on the self love journey. You get excited to be out your comfort zone because that's where growth happens. Mm-hmm. You be excited. You get excited to spend time alone because that's where you um, that's when you kind of get to know yourself. That's um, true. That's spending time alone is so important. That's true. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for this experience because essentially, when I grow, I can help others grow as well to be better versions of themselves, which is what. I aim to do with my with my coaching yeah that's amazing and also you were talking about that you went alone to bali i think traveling alone is always a good way and also a good first step maybe to be alone like i remember i think i was 23 or something like that i went alone to ibiza to not like the city life but the more quiet part of ibiza i was terrified just because it was like it was so quiet and it was so weird because you like you had no one to talk to. You were alone. I felt fear of judgment of people thinking that, you know, I had no friends or like whatever it was. But <laughs> yeah, but that was like such a like a conscious decision. And I wanted to go alone because I felt in that moment that I needed, as you said, to get to know myself better because I was like I up until then. I always try to be productive or meet up with someone or do this or do that. Or Mm. if I had like one hour of silence, I would call someone because I couldn't Mm. be alone. And that, I think, is such a dangerous way to live because also when you, as you also said, when you are in a relationship and that person leaves you, you end up alone, then it's going to come extra hard and it's going to be extra difficult to be alone because you've never been alone and you don't know yourself and then you have to like rediscover everything and um, and that can be really, really painful. So I, I completely agree with you. So maybe for people who, who don't know what to do, 
like the first step to self-love and self-growth and all of that, just take a trip. Maybe during Corona, it's harder <laughs> to do than yeah. other it's times. <laughs> yeah, like even if it's just book like a night or two somewhere in your country, in another city, you know, just book a hotel room exactly. and just be alone, whatever it is. And that really does help um, just kind of to reflect and to be with yourself. So, um, yeah, I read this while I was preparing for this podcast. I was just looking at all the images I saved on Instagram about because uh, I love quotes. And the one was, if you never buy yourself, you will never know yourself. Mm. And that is so important. Like I was exactly like you when I was younger. I used to cry when I was alone. Yeah. Um, I used to hate it. I used to just, where's my friends? You know, I'm such a lonely person. No, no, no. And then just starting the self-love journey, I knew that I was gaining or gaining more self-love and building a relationship with myself when I started to say no to going out with my friends because I wanted to spend time by myself. Mm. And that's not sad, but it's so important and so amazing mm -hmm. to where you get to that point where you're like, you know what? No, I'm just going to spend the night by myself tonight. I'm just going to maybe do some journaling, watch a movie. Mm. And like, you're so okay to put your phone up and just be by yourself. Like, that's when you know that you know you're on the right path yeah that's true like you have to yeah. have agency over your life and 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 be comfortable with saying no and also i think people are going to make you feel bad about saying no or about being alone um but then again that's their problem that's not your problem <laughs> like yeah. you only make decisions that are going to make you happy but not other people happy and i think if you put yourself in the first place you will make good decisions or better decisions than you would if you would choose other people. So, um, yeah. no, I absolutely agree. I always end up with a couple of roundup questions, just a couple of questions that I ask everyone that I, that I interview. So, but um, one of my favorite questions to ask is, what do you like or love the most about yourself? About myself? Um, definitely my heart i have a very very big heart um if i could give to everyone and, and help everyone i would um like that when i when i emailed you yesterday to say i couldn't do the podcast i was i was helping my community we were running because it was women's day on sunday mm -hmm. in south africa and we were running this handbag project where you take an old unused handbag it's still nice and you put like um sanitary products women's sanitary products in maybe a little bit of lip gloss and beauty product and we give it to women on the streets because in South Africa there's a lot of uh, poverty and a lot of people sleeping on the streets so you give it to them and that just you know there's a it's like a bag full of women's needs and just to make them feel beautiful because you know women are that everyone every single woman is beautiful and strong and they just need to be reminded of that so like every single chance there is to help or help out in my community I, I will be there and that's what I love about myself. Um, sometimes it's a bit too much. I want to give too much away. And you have to know the fine line because you can't help everyone. And that's, that's something that I'm, I'm, I'm learning right now. There's, there's way too many people out there. Can't help everyone. But yeah, that's, that's I would say, is, is I, I love about myself. The, that's amazing. The, that's the first kindness. time I heard that answer. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> So, um, second question is, what do you do or how do you unwind after a very long, difficult, exhausting day? Um, it's normally always shower, just to, 
you know, release. Um, yoga, yoga is my, my math knows every little secret, every emotion, it has felt so much. Um, yeah, yoga, I have to, I, I try to do it every day because it's my release. Um, one, one of the times the yoga teacher said at the end of the class that yoga is a place to come home to yourself. Oh, and that beautiful. is so amazing to me because mm. it's literally, there can be so much going on around you, but once you just focus on your breath and everything, you're just, you, you're grounded again. So yoga and, you know, a glass of wine never ha- never hurt nobody. So <laughs> <laughs> glass of red wine here there. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. No, that's true. Yoga really has been a game changer for me as well. Mm. Like yoga and meditation And when I was doing this, when I created that course, one of the tasks was um, the activity box that they had to tick. And and one of the activities was maybe just sitting and doing five minutes of meditation. Mm. Um, And a lot of people are scared by the word meditation. You know, Ah. they're like, oh, I don't know how to do it. Like, I I haven't stopped thinking. But that's the point of meditation. You're supposed to have thoughts, but you're supposed to try and direct it back to your brain. Mm -hmm. So you're supposed to have thoughts, you know, and it's the practice of, going back and focusing your breath and then a thought comes and then it's like oh become aware of that thought acknowledge it and then go back to your breath and, but it's tough mm-hmm. um like i struggle to just sit sit down and do it um it's more the the discipline to actually sit there like while i'm doing it it's amazing afterwards but it's just sitting down and, and doing it mm. um but it's definitely amazing if people want to try yeah and also people who think that meditation is about not having thoughts First of all, it's humanly impossible yeah. <laughs> not to have yeah. thoughts. So it's that would be like a magical thing if you could just erase your thoughts. Um, but that, like you really did explain that well, that you have to take control over your thoughts and bring yourself mm. back. So, um, okay. So is there a, a quote or a tagline maybe that you love or do, that you live by? Um not really but something that comes to my mind now like i i can't think of the specific words but it's basically like um i'm gonna get it wrong now but um it's mm, it's not the exact quote but i'm just gonna try and say it um people are like rivers they're always flowing from one state of being into another for example you're always going to experience different versions of yourself of yourself in life so it is unfair to think that people, to perceive people as unfinished beings, because people are always changing, always improving. And I mean, that was not a whole quote, but it was something along the lines there that we are always changing. We are always evolving mm-hmm. from one state of, from one state of being into another, from, from one version of ourselves into another. And we just got to respect and be kind to ourselves ourselves and love ourselves along the way because you're never going to be the same person who you were yesterday is not who you are today no, and true. that's something I have to keep on reminding myself because especially during this lockdown time you don't think you're growing you know you feel stagnant because you're not as you said productive and doing things and mm-hmm. keeping keeping so busy um, you just have to remember that this is growth and what I wanted to say earlier is happiness is not growth Happiness is the result of growth in my eyes. Growth oh, is the pain, struggles, the crying, the emotions. That's where you learn the most and that's where you grow the most. And happiness is, you know, once you overcome those things, you're in a state of joy, you're in a state of peace. And that, yeah. that's, yeah, that's the result. 
So people need to remember that when they're in a really bad space, that that is where the growth is happening. But it's hard when you're in that space. Like I was in one just the other day. It is tough. Negative spaces are so tough. And I struggle to get out of them. I can be the most positive person, but I can also be a really, really negative person. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. You're always changing and there's no, you're not just one set person. You're always going through different phases and emotions. That's true. I think it's important to remember. No, that's true. And also, like, it's just the way it is. Like, you can't grow if you don't feel pain, if you haven't been through things. Like, we all wish that we didn't feel pain. But there is no other way. So I think that people who try to find another way to to happiness or to self-growth or to whatever it is without feeling pain, that's it's just you're just um, trying to walk through a wall. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not possible. And I think that people like you who have been through that and others and who who have experienced that hearing you say that you grow by going through things by feeling pain it's comforting to know you know that you will get better you will feel better like it's not the end of the world when someone leaves you or stops loving you whatever it is that there is always a new day and it's there is always a new opportunity to try so i think that you really formed that really well when you when you explained that and um Based, based on what you said now, another thing, another quote that I like is nothing is permanent. Yeah. Nothing. Your emotions, true. your current situation, uh, maybe your relationship, who you are, it's mm-hmm. not permanent. Always changing. And also the good things, also like money is not permanent. Your beauty yeah. is not per- like nothing yeah, is permanent. Nothing, nothing. Yeah. So it's change. Change is the only constant. Yeah. Change is the only constant thing in this world that you and and death of course that you can be sure is happening and is going to happen yeah that's true i agree so the last question is um is there anyone in your life um it can be someone personal or famous that you look up to that you're like when i hear that person speak or uh whatever it is that you look up to that certain person so when you when you gave me these questions to think about this is actually this is actually a hard one uh, because there's a lot of people in my life that mm-hmm. um, that I looked up, look up to um, but a few people that I love to listen to and you know whenever quote by them pops up I won't I won't um, I won't look away I'll read mm-hmm. it is Eckhart Tolle I don't know if you know Eckhart Tolle yeah <laughs> he, he is he, yeah. Um, he's the master say, yeah yeah I've I read his book, The Power of Now, and and, mm. and just I would love to you know get to the point where he is, and hopefully can one day. Just being mindful and present, mm. and that has got everything to do about self love as well. Not living in the past, not living in the future, just <laughs> being here right now. And you know he speaks about the ego, and he speaks mm. about living your your truest self. Um, and then the other person would obviously be Oprah. Oprah is amazing. I did not know her story. I did not know her backstory, her background. She and had it is insane crazy, about yeah. how she came from absolutely nothing yeah. to absolutely everything. Yeah. But like someone like Oprah is just a proof <laughs> that God exists. Mm. Someone who literally exactly. came from the middle, like one of the racist states um, as a black young woman, raped, beaten, like super poor to having billions now and the world is at her feet, basically. People listen yeah. to her, people love her, people respect her. 
I mean, indeed, nothing is permanent, right? Yeah. It's like, exactly. I, like, I don't think Oprah has imagined the life that she's living now. It's like beyond. You know, I, think, I, I think she has. Um, I think it's a matter of mindset hmm. because if you're, if you're, if you're born into poverty, a lot of the time people are stuck in a poverty mindset yeah. that they're not going to have money, that they're not going to get the job that they want. And you know, that's, that's how your, your life, the rest of your life's going to mm-hmm. be because you're, you've got this mindset and that's why mindset is so powerful. That's what Eckhart Tolle speaks about and Oprah. I actually watched them both together because they both speak, they have a podcast together. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> listen to the podcast. Um, and I mean, I don't know how, I didn't read too much about it, but I, I'm guessing she had a vision of it for her life mm-hmm. um, because I was reading once that her mom was a maid and, and her mom her mom kept on saying to her because her mom used to work for some white people that yeah. you must get you some good white folk you know some good white folk yeah. to live for and she kept on saying to herself no mama um, and now she says I've got white folk working for me yeah you that's know? amazing and yeah. I'm sure she she had a vision that's why it's so important to have a vision of who you want to be and what you want to achieve. I agree. Um, yeah. And sometimes it's hard to stick to that vision. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I question my coaching because other people have questioned me. They're like, that's weird because, you know, coaching is not a normal thing. You know, I studied branding. You would expect me to go into being a brand manager or mm-hmm. brand strategist or whatever. But this is my passion. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard to keep your eye on what you want to achieve when there's so much negative talk around you, you know, yeah. um, but you just got to keep your eye on, on where you want to be. No, I completely agree that you have to have a vision. And that is what I, I guess I meant with Oprah, that she knew that she was not going to have the life that her mom thought she's going to have. She knew that she was going to have a better life, but she didn't know what, you know, she didn't know yeah. that she was going to have a billion like more than two yeah. billion dollars in her bank. Like she didn't know that, and that is what I meant. Yeah. That she didn't, like she knew, like she had a feeling that she was maybe destined for something else. But um, the outcome, like that's always a question mark, you know. But yeah. having a vision and like following that, that that feeling, is what is going to lead you to it eventually. Yeah. I think so. And like following your passion, like I'm sure she just mm-hmm. followed her passion. Um, yeah. It will get you to where you want to be that's yeah. your passion that's what drives you that's why you're here that's like a roadmap. i heard someone say it's like your your dreams and your your vision that like that is your god-given roadmap, mm-hmm. and, and it's not there physically you can make it so but um it's it's more like a feeling it's our thoughts and whatever it is it's uh, it's intangible <laughs> mm. right <laughs> um and and yeah so i like if there is anything that i want people to take away from this conversation is to um to put yourself first i think and and to follow your vision as you said and to not be bothered by what anyone else has to say because we all have haters. We all have people who don't want us to succeed. Like we all have that vibe in our lives, I think. But if there is one person who believes in you, even if that person is yourself, <laughs> um, like you should believe that. Like always believe the positive and don't believe the negative. Yeah. So, and it's got to be you. Yeah, um, you got to back yourself. You got to mm-hmm. trust yourself. You got to go for what you want. 
um, because if you don't have that, you're going to keep on looking for people to tell you, oh yeah, do that, or oh yeah, this is mm. good for you. Like I find myself asking a lot of the time, like I mean, it's good to ask your family, like, oh, should I do this? Should I book this? Should I do this course? Like, but like you make, make those decisions for yourself because yeah. your life is your responsibility. You've got to take your life in your hands. And one of the quotes, I'm coming with the quotes now, one of the quotes that was like, that I said in my TED talk is, know your worth yeah. because the world will not raise your price. Yeah. That is so true. That is so powerful. That is so true. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I've learned so much. You're such an amazing person. I can really like feel your vibe through the screen. <laughs> You're such an amazing person. I'm so happy that I get to talk to you. And I hope maybe we can do a part two in the future. That would be yes, amazing. Yes, I really enjoyed it. I feel like I was chatting with a friend. I'm like chatting with a friend, yeah. That's amazing. So yeah, thank you. And also, um, how can people find you on, on social media if they want to reach out to you? Um, they can look on my Instagram. Um, so that's at Katie Kate with a C, um, underscore at the end. Um, yeah, that's that's basically my social media for now. And yeah, I'm, as I said, I'm getting my coaching accreditation, so people can definitely watch out when I create some new courses and start my coaching. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I really hope people will, because I think that those who need it will absolutely love it because you you really you're such an open honest person and i think that's really important when you're you know trying to teach people about self-growth so yeah is there anything that you want to add anything that you would like to add on this conversation that you haven't um, or maybe just like really, a takeaway from what people should take away from this conversation um Definitely that quote that I said at the end, because I definitely think that sums up that know your worth yeah. because the world will not raise your price. And that just shows you that you need to know who you are, what what you will say yes to, what you will say no to. You need to know how valuable you are because the world will not, the world cannot validate you. Only mm -hmm. you can decide what defines you and who you are. And I think that's so important. And um, yeah, um, a relationship with yourself really changes your life. It has really changed my life. And that's what I aim to do with my coaching, help people build relationships with themselves. So they too can help other people. Like it, I, I see a world where everyone is just so full themselves first. Um, and once you're full yourself, you can then help others. And that's why I'm at a point now where I can help others because I've been giving to myself all this time. That's true. That's beautiful. So I guess we'll end it on that beautiful note. <laughs> Thank you again. And I Thank wish you, you all the best with your coaching um, and talk to you soon.